0: Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, part two of Money Motivation, How I Stay Motivated to Make More Money. In the comments section of my video on money motivation, a reader asked me what I do to stay motivated even though I'm living comfortably, which is a great question. So I decided to do part two. In part one, which I recommend you checking out, I gave you sort of an emotional pitch for getting motivated by listing all the terrible things you don't have to do when you have money. In part two, I'm going to give you all the ways I stay motivated, even though I'm living a pretty comfortable life in Thailand, doing what I love, in order of what motivates me. So the number one thing that motivates me is wealth protection, uh, also called never having money problems again. I grew up poor. I'm still a poor boy at heart, and I am afraid of losing what I have now and also what I will make in the future. Outside of a debilitating illness, poverty is by far my biggest fear. Some nights I still wake up in a cold sweat where I dreamt I was back at a terrible job I used to work or having to run around with resumes, and that is my literal nightmare. With that said, I manage that fear by staying on top of my financial game, and I think it's good to have some financial fear because fear is your friend when you use it correctly, I know that there's no neutral in the game of life and I need to keep working and being grateful for what I have. That also means diversifying income streams outside of my primary business as well as diversifying my financial holdings into physical assets opposed to having all my income and all my assets as a few digits on a computer screen like I do now. Where it stands is all my revenue comes from my online business as well as being stored online as some digits in a bank which makes me uncomfortable. I'm vulnerable to cyber attacks, identity theft, inflation, which can be as high as 10% per year in bad times, and the potential of the bank I'm invested in uh, collapsing. With a physical asset like real estate, I don't have any of those risks, not to mention I can live in it if I get hit with some type of black swan event. I still agree with the bulk of what I wrote in my article on why you shouldn't invest in real estate. There's also a video and audio on that. But I wrote that with a focus on North American real estate, as well as from observing the way that most people around me had invested in real estate, which I think was um, inefficient and, and not the best way to do it. Now that I live in Southeast Asia, it's a different story. As opposed to Canadian real estate, Southeast Asia is Southeast Asian real estate is cheap enough to buy without a mortgage. My best friend here does property management, and I'm able to diversify outside of my US dollar income. Even though I'm Canadian, my income is mostly from the U.S. And in the the case of a U.S. economic collapse, I'm willing to bet that my income would take a hit. The value of the U.S. dollar would take a hit. The U.S. property market would take a hit as well as the Canadian property market and currency taking a hit too. So for me, goal number one is getting rich. And in my opinion, the best way to do that is business ownership. But goal number two and a very close goal is to protect what you have and goal number three is getting richer by investing in income producing assets that have the potential to appreciate I'd much rather own real estate or bonds that pay out five percent a year and have the potential to appreciate than an index fund where you don't get dividends not to say that an index fund or an etf is necessarily a bad investment it certainly beats mutual funds but you're not getting paid that year So Right now, I'm leaning towards uh, protecting my wealth and getting more income streams through Southeast Asian real estate, both as an owner and a landlord, as well as by investing directly in my buddy's property management, rental, and real estate sales business. That way, I'm getting a piece of all the properties we manage, rent, and sell, and have another stream of income. I'm also able to protect my wealth and get another income stream by owning Southeast Asian property and renting it out. And I have my best friend managing the company as well as scouting and managing properties for me. Not to mention, at worst, my Southeast Asian real estate is at least keeping up with inflation. And in the best case scenario, I'm getting a little bit of appreciation every year. Also, one future move I'm looking at is creating a private Southeast Asian investment fund for my readers to protect their money. Grant Cardone, who I use a lot as a model for my personal development business, has Cardone Capital, which is a multifamily um, multi family unit investment fund with 800 million in assets under management. Not only would I be able to help my readers protect their assets and get a check every month, but I'd get a piece of the management, rental, and property sales income. But I'd also be able to use or, sorry, to own a lot more properties than otherwise by doing JV deals with my readers as opposed to having to take out mortgages, which I Don't like because I don't like debt. Also, Southeast Asian real estate also works as a currency play for the next 30 years. I figure there's a 50% chance we see US economic depression in our lifetime, which is a big problem for me, both because I get paid in US dollars and because most of my readers, viewers, and customers live in the US. And even without a collapse, it's hard for me to see how the US currency won't decline against Southeast Asian currencies. Right now, I get 31 Thai baht per every US dollar, which allows me to have a comfortable life in Thailand by geo-arbitraging my income, but I see that ARB getting worse and worse over time, especially if Thailand pulls a Singapore and becomes a wealthy country, which is very possible. As of today, one US dollar only gets you 1.35 Singapore dollars, which is most likely what the ARB is going to be like 15, 20, 25 years from now. So, having a portfolio of real estate in Thai bought that I bought cheaply, paying me in Thai bought every month, is also a currency play against the US dollar for my financial future. Southeast Asian property, again, is a possibility here as both another income stream as well as a currency play against the US dollar and an asset I can actually live in if my business takes a big hit in the collapse. Last, lastly, wealth protection for me is being able to save and invest enough cash so that I can continue to live the good life in my old age. I never plan on retiring, but I doubt I'll be able to work the same hours I do uh, now um, when I'm in my 70s. So that's something I'm already planning for. Number two, automation and outsourcing the things I hate. I'm pretty much automated already with my entire life being run on my Wanderlust Task app. But I still have to answer emails, pick up and drop off my laundry, pick up my supplements from the concierge and organize them, book flights and hotels, handle my visa, do some offline shopping and organizing, as well as some other chores that I don't want to do. I want to do absolutely nothing. I want to hire an assistant who's going to work within my Wunderlist task app uh, within the next couple of years who does all of that. So I literally have to do nothing except my check check my list every month and make sure it's optimized I also want to outsource all the stuff for my business that I don't like, like editing, tagging, uploading, and all the other things that I hate doing, which is pretty much everything except for doing articles and videos and talking with my coaching clients as well as responding to nice comments that you guys leave. I want someone to handle my social media, coaching requests, uh, emails, do the grunt work of organizing my future courses And future seminars. And to get good people, I expect to pay a lot of money. My end goal is cutting my work hours down to 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., which is a solid five hour day, not including lunch every day, and only do the things that I love in my business while seeing my income go up every year. If you're wondering if I would want to cut my work hours to zero, I don't. I want to work every day, but I want to work a relatively short four to five hour day maybe five to six hour a day and just do only what I want. Number three, fun stuff. I'm also motivated by all the fun stuff I can buy. Not only do I have income goals, but I have monthly spending goals and wish list goals. And I hate spending savings on things that don't make me income. So all of these goals have to come out of what I made that month before the money goes into savings or is reinvested in my business And I take money into savings or reinvestment every single month. So a good rule to keep yourself from going back to the poorhouse is to save a good deal of your money every month, to reinvest a certain amount of money in your business every month, and to treat the savings account as sacred. I actually have a label for my savings account in my online bank and it is labeled sacred. Once it's in savings, it should only leave for emergencies or investing in assets that produce you income. That's why if you want something nice, it has to come out of the money that you made that month before you transfer it over into your savings, after which you cannot touch it. With that said, not only should you have income, savings, and reinvestment goals, but I want to reiterate having spending goals. Having spending goals gives you a lot of things to look forward to, it also means that you have to keep increasing your income and gives you further motivation to do that because you're saying, okay, I want to be able to spend $10,000 every month and you're treating that as a goal. So some of the things I want to buy without having to dip into savings are spending three to 5000 a month on this beast mode penthouse in Bataya. I actually know the one that I want. There's one or two that I'm looking at and those are on the list for the next couple of years. A ridiculous motorcycle... Um, spending 2k per month on an office in a high-rise with with me and my guys, although I'm not sure if we'll need one. Uh, getting an SUV and a driver for me and the boys on weekend nights out, as well as uh, you know whatever friends we might uh, <laughs> pick up. Uh, renting Pattaya booze, crews, party boats to throw parties for me and the guys and the girls a couple times a month. Having an unlimited monthly clothes budget. I'm still a minimalist and I still don't really like shopping except if I'm in a good mood. But I just like the idea. Uh, unlimited monthly food, drink and entertainment budget. Unlimited monthly biohacking budget and being able to take two to three uh, Longer semi vacations every year and maintain my lifestyle in those countries, and paying for those vacations with what I made that month while still hitting hitting my monthly savings targets. You guys know if you read my stuff, I'm not a big fan of these week long vacations or two week long vacations. I'd rather take, um, you know, one one month vacation every six months so that I don't have to spend. All this time on the plane, and then only a week later, I'm getting back on another plane. It's basically a semi-vacation where I'm still doing work. I'm just doing a shorter day, and I'm in a different country, and I can get there, relax, get to know the country, get my schedule back back together, and sort of explore the country and actually live there as opposed to be there for a week and try and jam everything in. And because it's only a semi-vacation, and I don't like not working anyways... It's just shorter days, so I'm able to pay for the vacation with what I'm making and still hit those savings targets. Number four, getting my visa handled permanently. Uh, Visas can be a big headache living abroad, and it's something I want to get handled. Some options are re-domiciling my business in Labuan, which gets you a two-year renewable Malaysian visa, uh, dropping 300 grand on some property in Malaysia to get a long-term visa, dropping the equivalent amount in Thailand for the same type of long-term visa or just straight up buying a $30,000 Thailand elite visa card, which gets you a 10-year multi-entry visa, Thai visa, as well as priority service at the airport. Number five, blowing up my reach online. If I'm being honest, I like fame and influence as much as I like money. I'm starting to get recognized on the street and I want that to become a regular thing. You know, I heard from a friend of a friend who was complaining about being recognized too often in Chiang Mai, so he left. And I think guys like that are in the wrong business. You, If you are in the personal brand business, you want as many people to know you as possible. Otherwise, you're in the wrong business. Also, you should always be happy to hear from a fan because it's those guys who are paying for you to live well, and I will never not take time out. For someone who is happy to see me and who likes my work. I also want to show everyone I grew up with or worked with that I smoked them in the game of life. Especially the people who said personal development and making money online was too competitive. And that moving to Thailand was crazy. I'm vain and I'm petty and I love proving people wrong. I'll tell you that straight up. I'm also very competitive and I want to prove to the world that I'm the best in the business. And I believe that now and I believe it's just a matter of time ...for me to get that information out to the world. Right now, the best in the business as far as I'm concerned... ...and the number one guy in my niche is Grant Cardone... ...who I highly recommend you check out. He spends a million dollars a month on advertising. Grant Cardone is 60 and by the time I'm 60... ...which is 24 years from now, I want to be bigger than he is. And to do that, I'm eventually going to have to spend a lot of money... ...on getting the word out, which means I'm going to have to make a lot of money... ...to pay for the marketing as well as I'm going to have to have a lot of high-end products, at least 30, and a lot of high-end services on the back end, so I can actually get an ROI from spending that amount of money. Also, I want to expand my reach because I love helping guys. When I'm my best version of myself, I'm kind and compassionate, and I feel like I have a really big heart, and I really love helping guys. And one of my favorite things to do is interact with uh, my supporters like you, and get f- positive feedback for helping guys live better that that makes me as happy or happier than almost anything and it gives me an incredible sense of purpose um, to help you guys. I wake up every day thinking, "What can I do for my guys today, and I want to help as many guys as I can before I die. I love making money, I love the attention and fame you know or the little internet fame that I have, and I love you know becoming more successful but I truly also love helping people and that makes me truly happy. And lastly, I want to expand my reach because it will make me more, more money and I just, I love making more money. Like I love seeing money come in. I love seeing it come in the bank account. I love hitting new financial goals, especially if that's passive income and I know I can count on that continually. Just the fact of making money makes me happy and makes me motivated to make more money. Number six, potentially having a family. As I said in my article on my thoughts on having children, I'm still unsure. If you haven't read that, definitely check it out. I'm sure I'll never get married and risk having the government redistribute my assets or at least legally married. And I know that monogamy and children can come with some cons. Um, Caleb Jones from blackdragonblog.com did a couple articles. He's a guy who's raised two kids to 18. He said it was a... It was a drop in happiness until they got out of the house, and I believe him, but I also believe if I structure the right things, if I structure things the right way, it might be a big win and could add to my happiness. Um, Having a kind, loyal woman to come home to with dinner waiting and two adorable half-Thai kids sounds appealing, especially because I would be raising the kids in Thailand or Malaysia or somewhere in Southeast Asia where... Um, children actually respect their parents and the kids here are at least twice as happy as the kids I saw in in Canada also having grandkids would give my mom a sense of purpose and she would be able to live with me and my family and I would also be able to provide private nursing care for her as well as the best medical treatment in Southeast Asia and by structuring the things the right way in terms of having a family I mean being super rich, okay? Or at least super rich for Southeast Asia, which is a lot less money than it would be back home in Canada, especially with Canadian taxes. As I keep telling you guys, money either solves or dramatically reduces all your problems. And I want enough money to rent a huge house with a lot of space, which is super important. After having once lived in a one bedroom apartment with my girlfriend, I said never again unless the place is massive, Uh, especially if you have kids. Also, I want a chef, nanny, maid, and driver. I mean, that's not a whole lot of – that's not – I mean, labor is quite cheap in Southeast Asia, so that's not a ton of money. And, but I also want to be able to send my kids to the best schools. Um, all that means money. And you know, having all those things in place would allow my wife to not, not have to work. I would never want my wife to have to work a job. I hate working a job. I would never work a job again if she's going to work. It would be on something she's doing on her own or, or helping me with my business. And I want her not to have to do tedious chores. But but more than that, I'd be happy to pay for the job of being the non-le- my non-legal wife and the mother of my children. I don't think there's a more important job on the planet than a mother and especially a good mother. Some feminists might disagree with that and that's fine. But I'm not trying to put a round peg into a square hole. It would be only as a partnership with someone who wants to be a mother and who likes the idea of being taken care of and who is family oriented and, and is 100% behind the same deal that I am. And I want to make that person as comfortable and happy as possible so that my children can be as comfortable as ha- and happy as possible and I can be as comfortable comfortable and happy as possible and I'm way, willing to pay top dollar for this exchange for having my kids and also for doing 90% of the childcare and helping to manage the household through Wonderlist. Now that's not to say I won't be a hands-on father. and won't spend a lot of time with my kids. I will. I just don't want to have to change diapers or take the kids to the dentist or to soccer practice and I think my time is better used making money so I can spend it on having help for my wife and giving her a ton of time to do those things. And again, not trying to force a square peg into a round hole. This is only the kind of deal that I would want to do with someone who is also happy with the deal and thinks it's a fair exchange. Ultimately, by having a lot of money, I think I would be able to stop a lot of potential fights over money or lack thereof. Having a lot of space in a huge house would give me time to be able to also have my own space, which I do need to recharge. And I would be able to avoid a lot of fights that most couple ha- couples have, which, which is over money either directly or indirectly in the sense that they don't have enough money to outsource all of the chores and tedious things they're fighting about. At the end of the day, having two exhausted parents who work all day, who don't have help and who are worrying about money every month leads to a lot of fights and stress. I grew up poor and I promised myself that I have kids of my own that I would not, that I would only do it if I can do it at the highest standard. I'm still unsure, but I'm 36 now. And if I do have kids, I would probably do it between 40 to 45 with a woman a decade younger than me. And being wealthy, I'd be able to pay for fertility treatments for her if I had to. That's a bit older to have kids than most people. But again, most people have kids when they can't afford it and run into money problems. I would rather be a bit older, have kids when I can afford it. And by afford it, I mean I've smoked the financial game. And I can create a very easy, comfortable lifestyle for my wife and my kids. So I'm working to get my income up so that I, if, so that I could have kids if I wanted to. If I choose not to have kids... Between 40 to 45, well, then that means I just worked a bit harder and I will have more disposable income, which is also a win. Number seven motivation is health. After turning 36 this year, health health is increasingly becoming a bigger priority. I can't slide on my diet like I used to and expect to feel good. Uh, TRT has been a big boost, but I want to do a lot more. Uh, By 40, I want to have a hair transplant, potentially... Uh, and then possibly one every year or, or touch up every couple years. Um, I might just keep shaving my head. I'm not sure if I care enough about that. I definitely want to fix my flat feet through surgery because they cause uh, knee problems, a tilted pelvis and light scoliosis in my upper back. I do a lot of stretching that helps with that, but uh, I want to fix the structural problem. I want to fix my nose. I have a deviated septum from a hockey stick to the nose in grade four. Thank you, Brian Sutherland. That gives me sleep apnea and I want to get that permanently fixed. So hopefully I don't have to sleep with a machine forever. Speaking of the CPAP machine, I want to get a better one than I have now that has an oxygen mask to go with it. Um, I want to get low dose anti-aging prescription for growth hormone, which is legal in certain countries as an anti-aging treatment. I also want to get prescriptions for all of the latest anti-aging tech and have a good relationship with the best anti-aging doctor in either Thailand or Malaysia. I want to get a genetic test and intensive blood work done and get my levels to optimal on everything. Get regular checkups with not only the best anti-aging clinic, but also the best doctor in Thailand and Malaysia, and continue to get the the best supplements, which I'm doing pretty well, and continue to experiment with the best legal mood-boosting drugs and supplements, all of which cost money. Number eight, taking care of my mom. My mom is in her 70s now, and I live halfway around the world. It's something I think about every day. I've been selling her on retiring out here since before I left, and she came out this year and had a blast, but she's not sold yet, Um, I'll never put her in a home and I don't want to move back to Canada. So that means I want to make the deals enticing for her to come out as possible and having money helps. I want to have a huge house where she has her own space, be able to afford private nursing care at home, as well as to be able to pay for the best medical treatment in Southeast Asia. Top dollar medical treatment in Bangkok in or Malaysia is world class and it's way better than what she would get in Canada and cheaper because Canadian medicine is good but it's socialized so you have limited doctor choice at the hospital you can't get a private room you're willing you're waiting forever if she has issues I want to be able to pay for a private room in the best hospital with the best doctor on the Asian continent which is probably going to be Bangkok or Malaysia also Half of why I want to have a family is to give my mom a sense of purpose, to give her some grandkids. I want to be able to give that back to her, um, as well as having my non-legal wife help out with her, which, as I covered, of course, costs money. Lastly, number nine is charity. I want to be able to give back. And I believe the first place you should start is people you know. I want to be able to help all of the people I know. Uh, right now, all I do is tip well and I save all my change to give to my cleaning lady's niece who comes with her to clean and is adorable. It's not enough. I want to be able to give, to give way more. I mean, she's seven, so it means a lot to her, but it's not nearly enough. I want to be able to do way more. I want to be able to help anyone in my life who needs money as well as help you guys by either Giving money to my readers who have health problems or starting an interest free loan organization that can outlive me, where I give you guys loans or to start businesses, you know, finding one guy per year and giving him X amount, and maybe doing a Kickstarter where you guys can donate and be able to give a bit to, to charity that you know is going to one of your guys, and ma- I'll match whatever people put in. I want to be able to do that within 10 years or something along those lines. Some people say it's selfish to make money. I say it's selfish not to make money. The more money you make, the more people you can help. And you can say that you help people with your time, and that's true, and it's a good thing, but you can help a lot more people when you have a seven-figure income and can afford to give $100,000 away, tithing 10% to people in need. That's a big motivation for me. I'll be honest, it's my last motivation. On, on that list, but it's still something I want to do. And whenever, whenever I'm able to help people financially, I feel good. So I want to be able to continue that and, and I want to be able to do a lot more of that in the future. So in summary, there's a lot of work to be done if you want to live life at the highest levels and that takes money. If you're not motiv- money motivated, you're not on top of your game. Okay. I don't think just because you're comfortable, you can slide because you can't. There's no neutral in life and you're either going up or you're going down. The last thing you want is some health problem or some black swan financial event or some black swan event in your business to remind you of that fact. All right, I would bet there's a 50% chance of a US economic depression in our lifetime. You do not want to get too comfortable. If you grew up poor like me, I don't have to remind you of that. You're already afraid of being poor. If you grew up middle class like a lot of you guys, you need to burn that in your brain. Just because you're doing all right financially does not mean you can be totally comfortable, all right? You're, you're kidding yourself. And if you haven't been poor in your life, believe me, you should be afraid of that, especially in adulthood and especially after you've already made some good money, all right? Do not forget that and do not get too comfortable. A little bit of fear with mod- within moderation is your friend. So if you want more help on money motivation, check out uh, part one either the article, the video, or the audio. Also, if you haven't set your goals and wish list for what you want, I recommend you checking out my book, How to Get Organized to See How I Set Everything Up. It will make a major positive impact in your life. Lastly, in the article version over at RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, I've included some resources on how to spend your money wisely and how to plan for your financial future. These also all have videos and audios. They are How to Prepare for U.S. Potential U.S. economic collapse. They are 10 reasons why the stock market won't make you rich. Everything you need to know about equities, trading, history, industry, overview, my experience and advice. How to spend money wisely. How to plan, plan your financial future. Income, savings, credit, cash, currencies, passports, housing, taxes, business, investments. Check all those out. If you want to direct links to those, go over to RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. Check out my money motivation part two article to get that as well as the embedded links in the actual article and let me know what you think in the comment section as always i wish you all the best in your personal development as well as in your financial future and i hope you found this useful